rows, 50 point performance. Let's dive right in. Fundamentals. I'm your host, Andre Pirano with Ryan Rizuki. What's up, man? What is up, man? I'm excited to be back, dude. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you, man. I always love talking hoops. So, hey, man, definitely want to talk about uh, Derek Rose and the Timberwolves and his 50-point um, producing game. What do you think about that? Man, that's the coolest thing ever, dude. Um, honestly, you cannot help but just be extremely happy for that man. You know, I, I, I wish I had the text on me, but I believe he had an ACL, two MCLs. Um, you know, he was with the Knicks for a bit. He had mental issues when he was with the Cavs. If you remember that time when he just, like, he was just gone. Like, he didn't show up to practice. He didn't show up to games for a couple of days or something like that. And then, you know, he was signed with Utah, and he got waived a few days later. And, you know, now being with Minnesota for, like, a vet minimum, came back and dropped 50 on Utah. So it's incredible to see. You know, like he said, you know, Excuse my French, but, you know, when he was talking to the reporter, he said, I worked my ass off. And it's amazing to see, you know, even just this season, he's had some nice games aside from that 50-point game. So I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping we get a chance to see some more rows. Yeah, man, I, I, I like to uh, – I definitely like the fact that he was uh, mentioning that, that uh, he when he was saying, I worked my ass off, bro, uh, that meant a lot to me. Um, I definitely understood where he was coming from, where, um, basically he's basically telling everybody he, he can't give up. He did have that ACL tear back in uh 2012, 2013 season. Like you said, um, both his, um, meniscus, um, were torn, I believe on the, in the right knee mm-hmm. and, um, him saying never give up. And, you know, I work my ass off that, that meant a lot, um, Knowing that, I like to tell everybody out there that is an athlete, whether they're playing basketball, whether it's just in life in general, um, you know, we live in a brutal world, man. And and what's going to happen is people will be in your corner and tell you, tell you you're great until a moment of realism where you do get hurt and you aren't that great anymore. You still are a great person. You're just not at the high at the highest level you can be as that athlete. So people turn their back on you. And you know what? That's tough, man. It's happened to me. It's a shell shock, but it does happen. And the fact that he is like, you know what, man? I don't care. There's two people that aren't going to give up on you in this world. And that's got to be, number one, yourself. If you do not give up on yourself, you will be successful. You need to tell yourself every day before you go to bed in the mirror that I'm going to go after it tomorrow. Tomorrow's a better day. Um, whether you had a bad day, number two, the other, uh, the only other person that's not going to give up on you is God. If you believe in God, God ain't going to give up on you. But people, whether it's your family, your best friend, people in your school, people in your organizations, they will turn their back on you. That's just the nature of the beast. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, obviously not everyone in your life is going to be like that. But, um, you know, Rose and his situation, everyone had kind of given up on him and, and hope on his career. And I'm thankful that Minnesota gave him a chance. And they said, hey, you know what, we'll pick you up. And, you know, thankfully, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but he's back under Tom Thibodeau. 
um, you know, who was unfortunately kind of the man who's the reason for his issues, um, leaving him in that game in the playoffs there. But, you know, maybe that, that relationship is, is good, is healthy, and, you know, maybe Tom still believed in him and knew that somewhere in there Rose was, was that guy. And I think LeBron was speaking highly of him as well, talking about his character when he had a chance to work with him when he was with the, uh, the Cavaliers. And, um, you know, I, th- there were still people that knew uh, about Rose that knew him personally, but I guess everyone from the outside that didn't really know how hard he's been working and how much he's actually put into it had kind of given up on him and said, hey, man, you know, ACL, meniscus, and he's not the same guy. Because we all remember Derrick Rose being in his third year in the league just exploding as an MVP, being the youngest ever. Yeah, 22. Yeah, 22 being the youngest ever. Uh, has that been beaten yet? No, not yet. So then he's still holding the record for youngest ever MVP. Man, that man was was the Russell Westbrook before Russell Westbrook as far as, like, insanely athletic, ridiculous scoring point guard. His floater game was incredible. His ability to change speeds was incredible, and that's what we remember. So he won't ever have that same type of explosiveness that he had. In fact, when he scored 50 points, I don't even think he had a single dunk in that entire game. Um, you know, where in his heyday he would have had at least four or five. But the yeah. fact that he's still, he's still able to work his butt off to readjust his game a lot like some veterans have done, you know, after they've gone through their, their lapses and their prime and their uh, athletic abilities. It's incredible to see that he was able to control the pace tremendously. You know, we talk a lot about how Clay Thompson was able to score 60-something points in five dribbles or whatever he did, you know, recently with the 14 threes and et cetera, or, or he had 14 threes and five dribbles. And then there was another statistic out there that Derrick Rose had took like 657 dribbles to get his. But, you know, I wouldn't say that I guess maybe not every single dribble was the most purposeful, but he was able to control the pace with every dribble and, you know, make the most out of it, being able to get people where they need to go, being able to get himself where he needs to go, being able to read where the help side is, being able to set his man up correctly. So for him, shoot, man, everyone's got a little different play style and he's been able to adjust and control the pace instead of just push past it like he used to. That's probably yeah, I'm I'm very happy for the guy. Um, I know that he's going through a, a federal civil suit, um, you know, but that's not my business. That's you know that's with him. We're talking basketball right now on him, um, and the fact that you know he lived through his process. He's going through his own journey, like you said, where he's changing his game, obviously because of the injuries, um, and he's writing his book of faith. You know, he's still grinding. Um, I know a lot of people, like you said, they 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 kind of just wrote him off because of all those injuries. But you know, watching him in and out of in and out of the game and and having his hiccups here and there, he still was a decent player. I never I never doubted him for a second. I was always like, man, why is everybody just like turning their back on this guy? This guy is still a good player. I mean, when he was playing with the Knicks, he was still putting up um, buckets and and performing. It, it just for some reason, I guess if you're not at the highest of your level, I guess that's what the NBA does. It kind of just uh, chew, chew you up and spit you out. Am I correct? There's a lot of politics in the league um, as far as, like, where you're drafted, you know, where your potential was once at, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's unfortunate. You know, I've seen it happen with, you know, people that I've worked with and, and some of my clients and stuff and, um, you know, other trainers and such. Like, if you're, you know, if you're a first-round draft pick, Let's say let's put D'Angelo Russell in that mix right now. He was what second overall pick, and you got Spencer Dinwiddie sitting right behind him. The front office doesn't want to look bad because they, you know, whether they drafted or traded for, 
they traded for D'Angelo Russell, who was the second overall pick. So now they have to say, like, hey, you know, this this is the guy. He was second overall. He's got to pan out. Whereas Dinwiddie was what, like G League, undrafted, in and out of the league. I'm not sure exactly his full story, but he's a solid guard. And so sometimes the politics kind of get in the way of that kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, contracts and different payments. You know, I know, um, let's say, for example, you got someone on a bad contract and you're paying them 150 mil and you got someone who's better than them on the, you know, $20, $30 million contract. The front office is telling the coach, hey, you got to play this guy. You know, and it's like the the Lakers, for instance, they got some nice young guys like Mo Wagner and, and uh, what's the other guys, V. But they're, what, second-round draft picks? They're little rookies that aren't really getting paid too much. And the front office is like, yo, we paid Lance and uh, Lance and Beasley and JaVale and all these other guys. And, you know, hopefully they do pan out. But uh, who else? Caldwell Pope. And sometimes it might be better to give the young guys a chance. Or, for instance, like Derrick Rose is in a little bit of a different situation. You know, give him a chance, see how – he can play through his mistakes and get better, but oftentimes the politics get in the way of that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, this guy was a um, – I think he was like Mr. Basketball of Illinois. I mean, obviously he was a McDonald's All-American in 07. You know, obviously went to went to Memphis, played one year, you know, MVP in 2011, Rookie of the Year in 2009. I mean, this guy, um, for only being six foot – what, 6'3", um, was basically since he was in high school considered the best. Oh, and then to go from being the best to kind of like, man, he might not even be in the league anymore to grinding and, and telling himself he's going to make it and puts up these numbers, man, it's just amazing. I just, I just think it's amazing that he can have that much negativity going on on the court, you know, in the locker rooms plus off the court situations and still somehow found a way to dig deep and follow his process and journey and, and just and make it happen. I mean, if just just watching him do it is me wanting to tell everybody, trust me, man, if you're if you're in the gutter or you're in the dirt, if you just think positive and follow your craft and work on your craft, anything can happen. Am I correct? Man, you have to be happy for him, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm extremely happy for him. And he's a, he's a testament of someone who's been able to fight through anything. And if Derrick Rose is coming back through ACL tears, meniscus tears, you know, legal issues, mental issues, <laughs> you know, everyone turning their back on him and he's still able to come back out and, you know, go drop 50 and have a solid season. I mean, I don't know what excuses anybody else has. I don't know either, man. Any advice you have anybody for out there listening? I mean, you see it, man. Is, is, is right there in front of you. Derek Rose is a phenomenal example. You know, there are guys who didn't work as hard as him and they're out of the league completely, you know, I mean, or they never had to, they, they, never, they never really got to revive their, their careers the same way. Maybe they gave up on themselves and said, hey, you know what, this is the best I'm going to be now because I've had all these injuries and I won't be able to come back. And it is hard to come back. But, I mean, shoot, it, it don't get any harder than that. Derek Rose did it. You got no excuse anymore. Yeah, for all you listeners out there, you guys have no excuse. That's coming from a man, Ryan. That you got no excuse. Come from R two B ball himself. Uh-huh. So hey, Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at R two B ball. YouTube, you can search my name, Ryan Rizuki. I do my absolute best to get back and help out as much as I can. Um, and I'm always out here training. 
There you go, guys. Once again, another fabulous show. And we out. Peace. Appreciate it.